This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 469. Thanks for tuning in once again. Stephen Fennec here, the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we take you through Apple's new product announcements, iPhone 13, Apple Watch Series 7, and iPad Mini. And the NBN releases new research that shows its plans are cheaper than other household utilities and among the cheapest in the world. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new GoPro Hero 10 Black Action Camera, DJI has released a new OM5 smartphone stabiliser. And get this, IKEA will be releasing a range of gaming furniture and accessories. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Okay, let's dive in, and uh, last Wednesday morning I got set, set the alarm for 2.30 in the morning for the Apple event, which started at 3 a.m., and there aren't many companies I'd get out of bed for before 6 a.m. Apple's one of them, Samsung's another, there are a few others, I won't tell you which ones at the moment, but Apple, that, it was their turn this time to have their, their September event. This is normally the window for new iPhones and they they actually stuck to the schedule this year. Last year, you might recall, with the iPhone 12, because of the COVID COVID launch, uh, the the sorry the the COVID delay to their factories, the the closure of their factories, the so the disruption to their supply chain, they did have to delay the iPhone 12 release till October late. But they're back to their September launch window with the iPhone 13 and the iPhone 13 Pro now. Right off the bat, I'll tell you, okay, if you own an iPhone 12, you can skip to the next part of the podcast. You do not need to upgrade to the iPhone 13. Looks a lot like it, very similar. The 13 does have a smaller notch on the front, 20% smaller, but other, other, other changes on the 13, the cameras are now diagonally arranged instead of on top of, on top of one another. The camera is better on both the iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 Pro. Not tremendously better than the 12, but it is better. So if you're coming from an older iPhone, then, hey, this is the segment for you. If you're thinking of upgrading, this is, without a doubt, the most powerful iPhone, the most feature-packed iPhone. So there's a lot lot happening under the hood this time. Not a lot of design changes. As I said, looks pretty similar to last year's model, but there is a lot more improvement below deck and by that i mean the new a15 bionic processor that's across the both the 13 and 13 pro so the 13 has the two camera system the 13 mini apple is stuck with that so you've got a 5.4 inch display 6.1 for the iphone 13 
ceramic shield and retains its design, flat edges, the notch is 20% smaller, so that's where that where the true depth camera is housed, so that's where the Face ID uh, camera is, is positioned. And the iPhone 13 and 13 mini is available in five colours now, blue, midnight, which is kind of like a greyish black, starlight, which is kind of a whitish, goldish, hard to describe even that colour, and product red, plus an all-new pink option. If you uh, like pink, then the 13, you're going to be happy with the 13. Uh, so in terms of the performance, I mentioned A15 Bionic. That's for the 13 and 13 Pro range. New 5-core GPU makes it 50% faster than uh, than other than other smartphones in its class. 16-core uh, neural engine is capable, could you believe this, 15.8 trillion operations per second. So it's using all these faster machine learning computations. So it is just generally a lot snappier across the board. The 13 Pro range, now... This has, again, taken another another step forward under the hood. It's got a Super Retina XDR display. So if you move up to the Pro, you get the Pro Motion feature, which is 120 hertz adaptive refresh rate. And it's about time Apple did this. This is There are a couple of years behind Samsung and other brands with this. And it was introduced on the iPad Pro, you may recall. And so what this means is that depending on what you're looking at, the refresh rate will adapt to, say you're watching a video or playing a game, it'll go up to 120 hertz. So, right, you need you need a bit smoother. You need a better refresh rate. But if you're doing like looking at a static image or a website, it's going to then come down as low as 10 hertz in real time. So it, it, it knows what you're doing and it'll adjust the refresh rate to suit. Now, that's important because if it was running at 120 the whole time, Guess what? Your battery is going to take a hammering. In fact, the last couple of Samsung S Galaxy S models, which has had this feature, and the last year's Galaxy Note had it as well, you could choose to run at 120, and then there was a massive warning saying it is going to impact your battery, or you could stick to 90 or 60, I think. Well, no, six, stick to 60. So with this, though, it's, it's deciding for you depending on what you're doing. So if you're going to watch a heap of video – a lot of gaming, just be aware that it's going to maybe impact your battery slightly, although I'll talk later about the battery imp- improvement, but just something to keep in mind. Now, the display is actually powered by a more efficient OLED panel, which is 25% higher higher outdoor brightness at 1,000 nits. That's, that's pretty impressive. So in the, in, the, in the brightness of the midday sun, you can easily still read the screen. But you know what? It all comes back to the camera. Now, the camera on the 13 and the 13 Pro range has been improved. The The cameras now have new modes, and I reckon the one that, that caught my eye is obviously cinematic mode. So if you're shooting video, it offers you what they call in the business rack focus. So you just imagine having two people in your scene, and you know how when it, it recognises a face and there's a little yellow square around a person's face? Well, it'll recognise a second person's face and allow you to switch focus between them. So if you if you want to, the person in the foreground gets the first focus and the person in the background, it'll adjust the focus for them. Well, that's, that looks amazing. But the great thing about it is you can, if you change your mind later, you can, you can go back to switching the focus around. So you've already taken the video, would you believe? And now you can go back and say, you know what? I prefer to have the person in the, in the background focus first. Let's change it to that. 
and you can do that with the new cinematic mode. The other new uh, camera, there, there, there are new, on both the 13 and 13 Pro range, there are new modes in terms of uh, if you want to shoot a photo, you want to make it vibrant or cool or warm, it does give you that choice and sticks with that choice until you change it. So that, that gives you a little bit more, uh, more options with your photography. There's also a new macro mode too, so if you get zoom right in, uh, get right close to a subject like a flower or something, a bug or something, uh, you can up to two centimetres away from it, you can still take an in-focus shot. And all up, there is six times optical zoom range. So it's 3x optical, uh, and then combine that with digital zoom, you get up to six times zoom now on the camera system. So uh, that's, uh, that's exciting. And then the, the cameras, again, have gone to another level. Now, let's talk about batteries. I did mention before the Pro lineup, as well as the 13, has gone forward in a huge leap here. Apple has, really haven't said much about battery performance for the last few years about their iPhones, but they did make a point of it this time around because not only is the battery bigger and with a larger capacity, but the A15 Bionic processor, along with the new OLED panel, it creates this new power efficiency. So it really does use less power to do more, which is kind of the, this, this alchemy that, that companies have been looking at for many years. The more Do more, use less power. It's the magic formula. And Apple is saying that on the, on the 13 Pro Max, you can get up to two and a half hours more battery life, which is huge. So that, that, that's exciting that they've done that. Now, in terms of storage, the 13 Pro and Pro Max now have a new one terabyte option, along with 128, 256, and 512 gigs. So there's four memory variants. The 13 and 13 mini, they are going to be offered in 128 is the new entry-level capacity, 256, and now 512. Now, let's talk pricing. The 13 Mini starts at $1,199. The 13 starts at $1,349. The Pro starts at $1,699. And the 13 Pro Max starts at $1,849. And if you spec it all the way up to uh, one terabyte, you're looking at about 2700 I think, so if you want to go all the way. Uh, the Pro the Pro Series, I didn't mention the colours, I should tell you. The colours in the Pro Series, there, there is uh, this, this beautiful new Sierra Blue colour, which I quite like. I'm very impressed with that. Uh, I think that'll be a popular colour. But there's, uh, there's also your silver, there's Space Grey or Graphite, I think they call it, um, and Silver. So uh, it is the iPhone season we're coming up to now. Uh, it, they go on sale on September the 24th, which is this Friday. So if you're in the market for a new iPhone, pre-orders have already started. So you might want to jump on board there. Uh, so uh, the, they, they do go on sale, as I mentioned, on Friday. So uh, be there or be square. These are going to be popular, I think, especially if you're rocking an older iPhone and you think, you know what, it's time to upgrade. There's going to be a few people that might be thinking the same way. The uh, iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 Pro range, if you want to take a closer look at them, check them out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Alrighty, next up, we're going to talk about the other two products that were launched, uh, unveiled at the Apple event. The first is the Apple Watch, Apple Watch Series 7. And you know what? I'm going to start this off by saying 
we got it wrong. There was so much talk about the Apple Watch Series 7 having a new design, an all-new design, and we thought it was going to have the same square flat edges as the iPhone 12 and iPhone now iPhone 13. And it was pretty good or on pretty good authority. There's some pretty cool renders that were floating around out there. But you know what? Not true. Didn't happen. Still looks the same in terms of design. So same curved edges. The only thing that has changed, one thing, the only thing we got right are the new screen sizes, 41 millimeter and 45 millimeter. And what they've done, they've achieved this. Apple has not made the Apple Watch any much bigger. So the dimensions aren't any bigger. What they've done is made the borders smaller. So if you look over the years, there's a great image of this on Tech Guide. If you look over the years, how the border has started off. The very first one had this massive black border. It's like our TVs. Remember back in the day, the borders were massive. Now there's hardly a border. Well, same thing for Apple Watch. The Series 7 is is 1.7 millimetres uh that's how small the border is, and that's 40% smaller than that of last year's Apple Watch Series 6. So more screen space, but not a bigger device, which is, I think, ideal for a watch of this size. It's more durable than ever, too. It's got a crack-resistant front crystal. Now, that's the glass on the front. That's what they call the crystal. IPX certification for dust resistance while maintaining its WR50 water resistance rating. You still take it for a swim, even in the ocean. The watch will still offer health and wellness features. So it's got electrical heart sensor, ECG, and blood oxygen sensor. What it doesn't have is blood pressure monitoring, which is something that Samsung is including with the Galaxy Watch Series 4. So uh, no blood pressure monitoring on this one. That was another rumor that we got wrong also. Watch Series 7 now comes in five new aluminium case finishes. So the, these case colors include Midnight, Starlight, Green, a new blue color and product red. And there's also a new palette of Apple Watch bands that will be compatible with all models of Apple Watch. So if you buy an Apple Watch Series 7 and you happen to have a whole bunch of bands from the last couple of years, they will still fit. So that little clip at the back won't change size. Now, having 20% extra screen space means you can do a lot more on the screen. In fact, there's a new keyboard, would you believe? I never, ever in a while, in a thousand years thought I'd see a QWERTY keyboard on an Apple Watch. And not only is there a QWERTY keyboard, but you can use it in two ways, tapping or swiping with quick paths, so like swipe typing. Uh, also, Apple Watch Series 7 will be running Watch OS 8, which is the brand new OS. New watch faces, for the, which are built for the larger display, including the new contour face. So it goes all the way to the edge of the screen. There's a new modular duo face as well. Takes advantage of the larger screen space. Gives you a lot more complications. Plenty of data right there at a glance, thanks to this new larger display area. Now, what's new to Apple Watch as well? I thought this was already on there, to be honest. Cycling workouts. And so if you are outdoor cycling, yeah, that's another exercise mode. And what it does, it uh, will use an algorithm to analyze your GPS, your heart rate, accelerometer, gyroscope data to, to, to detect when you've started a ride. Now, the cycling workouts also have an auto-pause function. So your metrics will also reflect the time spent at traffic, light, uh, traffic lights. So if you're stationary and waiting at a light, it's going to take that into account. So it's not going to penalize you for that. What else is it's brought over to the cycling mode and exercise mode is fall detection. 
So imagine it, it works on a bike. If you take a tumble on a bike, it'll it'll say, "Oops, you've had a fall." If you don't move for one minute, it'll initiate a call to emergency services, which is a pretty cool feature there. The other improvement with Apple Watch Series Seven is the eighteen-hour battery life as well. It also charges faster, thirty-three percent faster, as a matter of fact, compared to Watch Series Six. And there is that's because new charging architecture under the hood and a magnetic fast charger USB-C cable. In fact, charging for 45 minutes will get the battery up to 80%. So that's pretty cool. Battery improvement across the board for Apple stuff. Apple Watch Series 7, uh, no release date. They just said it's going to be available later this year. The other major announcement from the event was the, app, uh, the iPad Mini. Uh, the iPad 9th generation was also updated. So that's your, your, your generic iPad home button Ninth generation, A13 Bionic processor, 12 megapixel ultra-wide front camera with center stage. So that keeps you in the middle of the frame. So it's an ultra-wide shot, and it just it frames you in the middle wherever you move around. Not, not, without, not, not by moving the iPad, but just framing you in that wide-angle shot. The iPad mini also has that, and it will be in stores with the, with the new ninth generation iPad on September 24th. Now, the iPad mini... Again, the new A15 Bionic chip is on board, so an 80% improvement on the performance from the previous model. It's got the new all-screen design, so no home buttons anymore, not for the iPad mini. USB-C port as well, so that gives you faster connectivity, up to 5 gigabits per second data transfer. Now, the cellular models of the iPad mini will also have 5G compatibility. So the mini has had a major improvement here. Uh, there's the touch ID button in the touch ID on the in the home button on the sorry on the power button as well. Uh, so all screen that's because the all screen is on. There's no home button anymore. So the touch ID has been moved to the top button, and uh, with the A15 Bionic chip as well. So really big upgrade there. So if you're playing games or running pro apps, it, it'll work. And and the iPad Mini is attractive to a lot of customers because they want the power but not the size. They want this thing to be able to fit in a pocket or in, in their hand. So people like pilots and doctors and designers, they can take this anywhere. So this is really music to their ears that, that the iPad mini is going to have the power boost, but not the size boost. It's still going to have that cool new that new size, this, this 8.3-inch display, thanks to not having a home button and the all-screen design. It is slightly bigger in terms of display area, but the device itself isn't bigger. So that's huge news there. Now, all of those things that we have spoken about, the iPhone 13, iPhone 13 Pro, Apple Watch Series 7, iPad Mini, and iPad 9th Generation, they were the products announced at last week's event. And if you want to check them out, do so. Techguide.com.au. Alrighty, the NBN. Now, I don't know, I think a lot of people might not be, they might be a little bit cynical about this next story, but NBN has released some data uh, that was, it was it was research commissioned by the NBN, Accenture carried out the research, and the point of the research was to study the relative affordability of Australian broadband. Now, you, if you might be on the NBN already, I don't know how much you're paying, but I pay, I think I'm paying $75 a month. I'm on fibre to the curb and I get unlimited data. I'm with Optus and I get, that's where including a home phone as well. because I, I use the home phone for my radio interview. So uh, I, I know I've got to get a good connection there. But $75 a month is, is, is what I pay. And that's 100 down, 40 up. And uh, the average Australian household 
spend $16.80 per week on the NBN. And that equates to roughly what I'm at, $73 per month. So when you think about the NBN, I think you've got to consider it as an essential utility. Imagine not having a connection right now. We would be stuffed. If you're working from home, learning from home, and, and as well as doing all your normal stuff like streaming your content, playing online games, browsing the web, online shopping, it's all there, not to mention all the smart devices we've got connected to the internet as well and to our wireless network. So God help us if this pandemic had happened 10 years ago because we would be well and truly in it. It would be really tough to get stuff done. Now, when talking about the NBN and the pricing, and as I said, NBN, internet, home broadband, it's considered an essential utility right up there with electricity, water, and gas. So what this study did, it did place the NBN average plans against the average weekly household income and found that the average cost of an NBN service accounted for 1.1% of an average household's weekly income. Now, if you compare that to, let's say, electricity and water, electricity takes up 1.6% of your average household weekly income, while water is 1.3% of your weekly earnings respectively. So that equates to for electricity 25 bucks a week, for water 21 bucks a week. Gas was the only utility cheaper than the NBN at 0.9% or $14 per week. So it does put into perspective these essential things we need. We need electricity, we need gas, we need water, we need the internet. And NBN has just shown that uh, compared to the other utilities and that's the, the amount that it accounts in our household weekly income, it is actually cheaper. And probably something you're using a lot more than your water and your electricity, maybe not your electricity, but water and gas for sure. Now, the survey also supported the NBN's affordability perception with seven out of eight Australians in the survey said they have no concerns about the affordability of their home broadband. In fact, Australians were more concerned about the affordability of their other essential services like electricity. So I'm sure you probably, unless like I've got solar panels and a battery here, so I'm in control of my electricity here. But those people who are just getting their normal electricity through the grid and and I tell you, when before I had the panels and the battery, I used to worry opening that envelope. It was like, it was like, wow, what, how how much is this going to be? I was scared. So there are people more concerned about that. For lower income households, entry level NBN plans represented one to two percent of their income, with faster NBN products coming costing about three percent of their weekly household income. So, uh, but the NBN did give internet retailers access to new monthly wholesale rebates. So when they connect eligible unconnected premises to the NBN in the fixed line and fixed wireless footprints, they do get that rebate. Uh, but how does it compare to the rest of the world when it comes to broadband affordability? So Omdia did a broadband pricing tracker that compared broadband prices across 13 OECD countries, and that stands for Organisation for Economic Cooperation Countries. And these countries include Australia, South Korea, France, United States, Canada, New Zealand, Mexico, Germany, Turkey, Japan, UK, Spain, and Italy. 
And so what they did was they took Australia's on average, so the, the study, the Omdia study, looked at two thousand eight hundred and forty-three plants, and Australia's NBN broadband affordability, when it's considered against relative purchasing power and income levels of those other countries, it ranked sixth overall. So about halfway. So there was there was seven countries more expensive, and we were the sixth, so five countries cheaper. The NBN 50 speed tier, which is used by 60% of Australian customers, actually ranked fourth in terms of affordability against similar products from those other OECD countries. So, look, if you think the NBN's expensive, that is that's some research here that, that says otherwise. And it is actually cheaper than your electricity and your water. And God help us if we didn't have it. The NBN, are you on the NBN? Let us know. If you want to read more about that, you can check out that all that research. Uh, there's a couple of charts there you can look at. It's all at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at Netgear dot com dot au slash best wi-fi and now a tech guide review with stephen fennec kicking off the reviews this week we have the gopro hero 10 black yep we're already up to double figures the hero 10 a huge leap in a single year you know the hero 9 was awesome but this hero 10 has a new gp2 system on a chip processor which provides improved frame rates, better quality videos, better sharing, better editing, better everything. It's much faster, smoother. So it, it really has gone forward. The device, though, looks nearly identical to the Hero 9, uh, but all the improvements, again, subsurface, under the hood, uh, all the improvements. Let's start with the GP2 processor. That makes things a lot smoother, a lot faster. So the platform is a lot sharper. And in terms of frame rates compared to the 9, the processor now can up that, actually double the frame rates. So the the GoPro Hero 10 can now shoot 5.3K at 60 frames per second. The 9 can only do 30. 4K at 120 frames per second. The 9 can only do 60. 2.7 at 240 frames per second. The 9 can only do 120. So it's twice as good in terms of frame rates. Now... What the frame rate allows you to do is not only enjoy the better quality, but it also allows you to do a lot more with your video. So if you have those really higher frame rates, you can do things like create slow-mo and slow things down, speed things up. It does give you that kind of option. Uh, There's improved low-light performance and local tone mapping along with 3D noise reduction. And it's really hard to believe all of this is housed in such a small device. Now, one other new thing with the with the new GoPro is the new protective lens cover. You think about this. How many times have you had your GoPro in the water 
and you you, you look back on your video and there was like a droplet on the screen. It happened to me. Uh, Might have happened to you. But now the new lens cover has a new hydrophobic water shedding design. So any droplet of water is going to slide right off. It's not going to ruin your video. So now those annoying droplets of water on the lens, gone. Will not ruin your video. Water runs right off. Video crisp and clear. No matter what you're doing in the water, it'll be uh, it'll be ready to go. If you're after some stills, you can still snap 23 megapixel images or grab 19.6 megapixel stills from your video. As there's, there's the same rear display and the front display. Front display was introduced with the Hero 9. The Hero 10 naturally keeps that. And what that does allows you to frame yourself a lot better. So before with the older GoPros, you just had to, there was a bit of guesswork involved and hoping you're in the middle of the frame. You'd you normally normally have it on a wide angle so you can get it all in. But now with the that front screen, you can line yourself up like a champion. You can be right in the center there because you can see yourself through that front screen, which is pretty cool. Now, the it wouldn't be a GoPro without Hyper Smooth, and we're up to Hyper Smooth 4.0. That really takes the shakes out of your video. On, I've done a video review of this, by the way, on GoPro. Watch my channel, support my channel, subscribe. Uh, what you do, what I've done with that is I, I, uh, I show, I think I put it on top of my car and I rode an electric scooter with it and you can see how it smooths stuff out. Now, there are three levels of anti-shake assistance with the HyperSmooth. So if you go right to the top level for mega, mega assistance, there, there are some times where it sort of takes out the natural look of the video, makes things look a little rubbery. If you're, if you're using the highest hyperzoom, yeah, that's, that's my only criticism. If, if you really over-exaggerate the smooth and, and things look like the, like the horizon looks like it's made of rubber, you know what I mean. Uh, if you don't like that, you can go down the middle, the middle level. But the idea is to you can go hard with this thing, attach it to whatever you want, skateboard, surfboard, bike, car, whatever you're doing, off-roading, whatever you're doing, and it'll it'll smooth everything out. So it does uh, it does look a lot better when compared side-by-side side to the previous, which you can see in that video that I told, spoke to you about. Now, it's one thing to shoot the video. Next thing you do to, need to do, though, is store it, edit it, and share it. And now that gets easier with automatic cloud uploads. So what happens when the device is charging, all of your footage is uploaded to your GoPro account. And if you're a subscriber, and I'll tell you now, if you're not a subscriber, you're mad because you get the the camera for, for, for a lot cheaper. It's $150 cheaper with a subscription. So get the subscription, you get the camera cheaper, and you get unlimited storage of all your videos in the cloud at their original resolution. And with the Quick Companion app, you can see your footage, gives you some pretty slick editing tools as well. So... Get the subscription because Hero 10 Black will cost you $599.95 with that one new subscription. Or without the subscription, you're paying $749.95. So guess what? Subscribe and make it cheaper. And if you if you already have a subscription and you want to upgrade, you can still get it for $599.95 as long as you renew your subscription, of course. So the GoPro Hero 10, a really cool update. Excellent camera, quality, and more versatile than ever before at your fingertips. This is a fun little camera to use. If you want to read our review and also check out our YouTube video, you're more than welcome to head over to techguide.com.au.
DJI, they're the company who make those excellent drones, but they also make excellent smartphone stabilizers, and they have released the DJI OM5, that's Osmo Mobile 5. Now, this is a smartphone stabilizer, which has a new clamp and a more compact design, and even an extension rod. You laughed at people with their selfie sticks with that extension rod, didn't you? Now, the DJI OM5 has it, and you won't be laughing anymore because it's a really, really cool, handy feature with the, with the Osmo. If it's just the smart the selfie stick on its own, just with the phone on the end of it, well, you know. The DJI, though, has really gone to town with this new gimbal. They've, they've brought the tech from the drone gimbals. You know, anyone who's got a DJI drone, I, off, I always marvel at just how smooth it can shoot video, even in high winds and you're moving around. The gimbal's amazing. So what DJI's done, they've brought that technology to the stabilizer, to the to the smartphone stabilizer with its three-axis stabilization. So rock steady and smooth videos shooting with your smartphone. So you've got to remember there's a clamp that clamps onto your phone. It can handle any size phone, whether it's Android or iPhone. And you can then switch it from landscape to portrait. There's a flick of a button on the handle. And it is it is it will give you the ability to shoot portrait or landscape, but also smooth as silk. So it does give you that stabilization. And if you just run along, bobbling along, just holding your phone, there is it is a lot shakier. But also too, you run the risk, and I find this really annoying. You run the risk of putting your finger in front of the camera. You know, I don't know why the cameras are in the corners of the of phones. So what are they? Why are they in the middle? If they're in the middle, your fingers aren't going to get in the photo. If you're, you're gripping a camera and sort of chasing after your kids or something to film them, you're not going to look down and then realise, oh, I had my two fingers over one of the lenses. It looks, looks, the video looks crap now. You can't say, okay, kids, run around again. We've got to do it again. You, you've missed the moment. But with the, this OM5, it allows you to get your hands out of the way. You'll be able to see. You'll be able to record really clearly. Uh, take photos just by using gestures. It's got dynamic zoom, so all the all the uh, the controls are in the handle. You can then access time lapse, motion lapse, hyperlapse, panorama shots. You can uh, spin. There's a spin shot gimbal movement as well, and story templates. So it puts you a creative little spin on all of your content. Uh, so you know that that includes music, color palettes for quick videos, and and creates a great little package to share on social media. There's even glamour effects, so automatic retouching, and uh, so you it can be activated when you switch to the front facing camera. So the DJI OM5 is going to be available in two colors: sunset white and Athens grey. Priced at two hundred thirty nine bucks, it also comes with the not comes for. Sold separately is the fill light clamp. Now this is a clamp, and on the front of the clamp that, that rests on the front of your phone are two lights. So not only is it holding your phone, it's giving you light. That's going to be an extra seventy nine bucks if you want to purchase that. If you want to take a closer look at the DJI OM five, you can do that. Techguide.com.au Now, I bet you, you've been to Ikea. You might have bought up some bookshelves. You might have bought a coffee table. You might have bought other furniture. Well, if you are a gamer, you're going to want to go back to Ikea. And the reason for that is they've got a new range of gaming furniture 
and accessories that are being developed in collaboration with Republic of Gamers, ROG. And that's a sub-brand of ASUS. I'm sure you gamers have heard about it. Now, when you think about it, there are more than 2.5 billion, that's B for billion, gamers worldwide. And guess what? That number is growing. So IKEA thought, you know what would be a good idea? Let's make gaming furniture. And that's exactly what they've done. There are more than 30 products covering furniture, like gaming desks, chairs, a drawer unit, and accessories like a mug holder, a mouse bungee, a neck pillow, a ring light. So they are really, they're playing to the crowd here. Gamers want this stuff. So the partnership with the Republic of Gamers has, they've, between them, they've come up with a nice high-quality range of innovative hardware and products that gamers want. On their own, IKEA didn't know that. So that's why they partnered with ROG and thought, right, let's get our heads together, create some cool furniture for our gamers. So the new gaming range, and and what what's the same about this, is they've got those cool uh, Swedish names. So I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce them, but you'll know what I mean when you see the names of them. So there's gaming desks, there's gaming chairs, there's also a adjustable uh, desks as well. So there's standing desks, there's sitting desks that have uh, different shapes and heights. There's an accessory stand, so you can put your rest of your, your controller or your headphones on it. There's a mug holder as well. But they've even they've even released a multifunction cushion blanket. Would you believe? So it's a it's a cushion, it's a blanket, it's a onesie, and it's there whenever you need it. There's also a neck pillow. So if you need support you got a neck pillow there. There's also a CPU stand. So if you're a PC gamer, you can easily move on wheels, so you can easily move your PC wherever you need it. Now, the height-adjustable de- desk is 669 bucks, but it does have a V-cut at the front or the back. If you want to use it as your cable management area, go for it. If you want to make it so that that's where you sit, so you get a bit of a more immersive layout to your desk, that's also an option. So it leaves it up to the the, the customer there. There's also glass door cabinets to store your accessories, a pegboard, which lets you hook your uh, hooks to hang your accessories and clips, uh, has hooks and clips to hang your controllers and other accessories. There's the ring light with a phone holder as well. So you might be streaming your game at the same time. You've got to look your best. IKEA have taken all of that into account. The IKEA gaming furniture and accessories will be released in October. So uh, keep an eye out on that. October, the IKEA gaming and furniture accessories. So uh, if you're a gamer, you might want to head to IKEA. Look, when you go in one end, a lot of people find it very difficult to find the exit, but there will be some gaming stuff to find while you're there. If you want to check it out, We'll have a look at all those accessories and furniture that we spoke about. They're all at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented Game Optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, 
Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech God podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our good mates at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. If you're after a new screen protector for your iPhone 13, well, guess what? Belkin are going to have them on day of launch. So if you want to protect your investment, Belkin, they also have uh, Apple AirTag holders and batteries and cables and you name it, belkin.com forward slash au. Now, I do get a lot of questions about smartphones and people buying smartphones. And I thought it was interesting that uh, Telstra announced a new service which can deliver to you an iPhone or Samsung phone in two hours. And this includes, as I understand, the iPhone 13, which is being released this week. Now, how used to have we become of fast home delivery during the pandemic? Everything you can get delivered. Now, your latest phone might be the very latest thing you get delivered to your door in two hours or less. Now, the service, which is already launched, is available in partnership with Zoom to you, and they'll provide Telstra customers a free two-hour delivery of an iPhone or a Samsung handset to homes in selected areas of Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. So if you're after a new phone and you need it pronto, this is a pretty good service. The new service will include, like I understand, the iPhone 13 and 13 Pro, which goes on sale on Friday. Now, are you eligible for the service? Now, for a start, you need to be an existing Telstra customer with an active postpaid service for at least six months. You also need to be living within the delivery zones of one of 25 participating stores. I've got the full list on Tech Guide for you to check out. So they're, they're the, that's what you need to do to qualify for the service. So when placing your order, you need to call your participating Telstra store, and as I said, they're on my story on Tech Guide, and order your Apple or Samsung smartphone with a plan, and you can bundle selected accessories as well with the delivery, like a case or some other accessory, uh, but your order must be placed at least two hours before the store's closing time. So don't think that you're going to order it at 5 to 5 and expect to get it. You need to order a little earlier than that. Now, at present, two-hour delivery is only available for phone orders. It is soon going to be available through online and call center purchases as well. And here's the cool thing. When you've placed your order, you can track it in real time through zoom to you as it's making it's your making its way to your front door. You can see real-time tracking via SMS so you can watch it on its way. Now, for added security, the driver will only deliver to the account owner who placed the order and to the billing address of the account. So you need to be, if, you're, if your home address is on the account, 
That's where the delivery has to be. Customers will also be using their four-digit PIN code to confirm their identity. That's their Telstra ID PIN code. And so you need to be home to to receive the delivery with your photo ID. If not, your order goes back to the store. But check out the list of stores. If you want to get a phone pronto, you can now do it through Telstra. And that is full time on the Tech Guide podcast, episode 469. That went in a flash. If you need to find out any more about what we've spoken about on the show, guess what? You go to techguide.com.au and you can find out more. If you want to get in touch with us, info at techguide.com.au. If you want to get in touch or hit the Ask Stephen icon on the homepage and same deal, it'll send me an email. We want to also thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe and secure online. Please support the sponsors that support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with yet another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 